Hey, hello, welcome to the Big Sky Breakdown. Coulter Nuanas, as always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. The beginning of the early signing period, just a three-day period, but both Montana and Montana State got a lot done. In this press conference, you hear from Jeff Choate, Montana State fourth-year head coach, along with his staff. They talked for 52 minutes. They're excited about this class of 23 guys. Every coach every year on signing day is excited, but Montana State's done a hell of a job recruiting the last couple of years, and even with some of the attrition they've experienced in their program, here they are in the Final Four. And it's interesting to hear some of the thoughts on recruiting while you're on a playoff run. Among these 23 new Bobcats, 10 from the state of Montana, just two guys that will join, three guys, excuse me, that will join Montana State right away in January for winter conditioning. Naquan Parker, who's a wide receiver, a junior college transfer out of American River JC, former three-star guy. Matt McKay, quarterback transfer from North Carolina State. And one of the surprises of the class, Bodie Greeby, a kid out of Roundup, Montana, who played high school sports at Melstone, a Class C school. He was the 406MTSports.com Male Athlete of the Year, an All-State football player on both sides of the ball, an All-State basketball player who scored more than 3,000 points in his career, and a state medalist in five different events in track and field. He's got great times in track, but not only times, but also field marks and throwing marks. The kid's an outstanding athlete. Spent the last year in the prep school on the East Coast. So he'll come in as a guy that could compete right away for playtime. The other Montana guys include Shaden King, a offensive line prospect out of Big Timber, Montana. Jake Diagostino, quarterback out of Bozeman High. Mikado O'Reilly, linebacker out of Bozeman High. Connor Ryan, an athlete out of Billings West. Tommy Malott, the Gatorade Player of the Year, 2019 out of Butte High School. Connor Reitler out of Billings Skyview, an offensive lineman. Aaron Richards, offensive lineman out of Butte Central. And Trey Yates, younger brother of former Bobcat captain Tucker Yates out of Cole Strip. The rest of the class includes Sebastian Valdez from San Diego, California. Rush Reimer from Camas, Washington. Max Lenzi from Tigert High School in Portland, Oregon. Aiden Parks from Chico, California. Charles Brown from Arlington, Texas. He's the cousin of Jaden Smith, current Bobcat wide receiver. Bryce Layton out of Camas, Washington. Miles Jackson, a defensive back out of Central Catholic High School in Portland, Oregon. Bryce Layton, by the way, he's a punter and a kicker. Aiden Garrigan out of Magnolia, Texas. He's a wide receiver. Danny Yu, we're going to call him Danny Yu for now. Ulia Kepa out of Puyallup, Washington, an inside linebacker, three-star recruit. Naquan Parker, we mentioned him out of the junior college, American River. Peyton Thornton out of Las Vegas as a tight end. So a lot of new guys, Montana State, adding to the roster. Here's what Jeff Cho and his staff had to say about the newest Bobcats. Coulter, the weather has turned. It is gnarly out there. It's gnarly on the roads. But in Montana, that doesn't keep us home. We go everywhere we got to go. You and I always travel in for football. I'm going to be headed to some other places for Christmas, all this kind of stuff. You know what gives me comfort? I know that I'm always about 11 feet from a town pump superstore. I mean, no matter where I am in the state of Montana – you got gasoline, you got all the refreshments you need, the kids got to have, you know, a, a, a packet of gum, some chips, some water to keep them going, to keep them satiated and satisfied in the backseat, and you know what other S word? Silent. Shut them up, those kids. You go to town pump and you got yourself some peace and calm in the van ride. I, sh- I should pay them $1 million for what they've done for me. I always hit up that town pump right when you get over Homestake Pass. I write in rocker there because yeah. uh, I always run out of the spray fluid for the windshield. And the mm. semis are spraying on you. When it gets cold and icy and snowy like this, you got to have the right fluids in your car. And Town Pump's got that covered as well. And sometimes you need a beer for after the drive. So get yourself a six-pack. 
Drink it when you get home. Behave yourself. But it is. It's a great place no matter what you need. Fuel, food, caffeine, water, anything. And who knows? Maybe you throw a dollar in the machine, you walk away a winner, too. I mean, you got all these different ways to recreate, stretch your legs on the highways. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Town pump, Montana's best since 1953. Today's always a, a, just a really fun day. It's a little bit stressful in the morning. Uh, by the time we get to this, this time of day, we kind of know what things look like. Uh, really didn't have a lot of surprises in this class. Um, maybe one really good surprise towards the end that I think it's going to kind of put a little cherry on top of Sunday, so to speak. But uh, the thing that I think about in, in the midst of this hectic preparation for North Dakota State University for us to be able to take a pause and celebrate the young men that are fu- the future of our program is really important. Um, the downside of these two signing days, I think, to a certain degree, is that this day in particular has lost a little bit of its shine. But uh, we want to take a minute and just obviously recognize the young men that are uh, choosing to be Bobcats in the future. Uh, to kind of paraphrase Winston Churchill, this isn't the uh, this isn't the end. This is just uh, you know the beginning of their journey here. And uh, we think that there's uh, an opportunity for these young men to be outstanding members of our campus community and just continue to build upon what we've done here. Um, kind of the format that will follow today. I'll have after my opening remarks. Uh, I'll pass it over to Coach McGee who's our recruiting coordinator. He'll talk a little bit about the process and how this all came together. And then he'll introduce about a third of the members of our class. Uh, then uh, he will pass it on to, uh, to Coach Robertson, who's obviously our, our primary Montana uh, uh, recruiter. And BJ will talk a little bit about the Montana young men in the class. And then I'll finish it up by introducing the remainder of the class and then take any questions at that point. So um, with that being said, I just want to say, number one, thank you to all the people that make this work. I mean, Garrett and his crew do a phenomenal job with our social media, putting out edits, which are so important to these kids today. Um, Cole Moore, our director of football operations, is kind of our assistant player personnel guy. And I know he's Daenerys' right-hand man in the recruiting process. Our community at large, when, when kids come in on, a, on, a, on official visits and unofficial visits, this place leaves such a positive impact on them. And uh, more than anything, I want to say thank you to uh, our athletic administration, Jamie Rizzuto, Uh, But certainly last but not least, I want to say thank you to these kids' parents. Uh, 19 of the young men that we signed in this class today were on our campus either in camp or on unofficial visits, meaning that mom and dad, in some cases, loaded the family up in the the car like the good old days and stopped in Bozeman for a few days and then went on to Yellowstone Park or went fishing or went camping and enjoyed beautiful Montana in in the months of June and July. And I think that speaks to not only you know, our desire to have these guys here, we recruited these young men, but they recruited us too. And that's when people talk about the fit so much in recruiting, that's the fit. It's that emotional connection to not just the campus and the individuals, but they know this is the right place for them to, con- con- to continue their, uh, their academic career and their football career. And so we're extremely proud of the, this group. It was a lot of hard work. I'm really proud of the job that, uh, that our entire staff has done and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the logistics here. Um, so this staff, or this, this, I believe it's nine states that's represented here. You can see it starts off, and it always will as long as we're here with our heart and soul coming from the state of Montana. Double-digit signees out of this, uh, this class in this state. And uh, again, a lot of great work by our staff to continue to develop relationships. Um, we had over 1,000 young men on our campus through our eight-man camp, our 11-man team camp, and our individual camps. 
And so that speaks to, you know, you got a thousand football players here. Well, not all of them are going to come here and play football. But every single young man that walks out of here, we want them to have a first-class experience. And, and I think that speaks to the, the awesome job that our staff has done there. You can still, we, we, with Coach McGee's uh, diligence, we've still got a good uh, presence in the state of Texas. That I-5 corridor that we've talked about since I've been here being so important to us. we got two young men from the state of Oregon, three young men from the state of Washington. Uh, California still brings in a, a, a solid number of guys, and then we've got a we made some inroads in Nevada as well as having the the, uh, the transfer quarterback from North Carolina, and so I think a diverse class that again speaks to kind of our priorities in terms of geographically where we want to recruit. In terms of numbers, you can see how it kind of breaks down. Uh, we still have some needs, and I think that there's uh, there's always going to be those opportunities. We'll still still have a handful of uh, scholarships as we go out in January, looking towards the February signing day. But I think it's a very balanced group. We, uh, we addressed some losses that we had at wide receiver through graduation. We continue to invest heavily on the offensive and defensive lines. That's where it starts and ends for us. We definitely needed to get uh, a specialist in this class, and we feel like we got a great one. Uh, the athlete position, I could probably put five or six of these guys in that category. That's something I think has also been a hallmark of our recruiting here is, you know, don't worry about where guys sit on the bus, just get the right ones on the bus and we'll worry about the rest later. And that's kind of been our philosophy. So I think a very well-rounded class in terms of meeting our needs. We will, as I said, have some needs that we'll try to meet as we get into that February signing period. Okay, and with that being said, I will introduce uh, Coach Daenerys McGee, our recruiting coordinator. heard that recruiting is the bloodline of any program. So in the off season, we gathered together as a staff. Um, we in the spring, early spring, and we just thought about yeah our process and how to showcase Bozeman. What's the best times to showcase Bozeman, etc. So we adjusted a little bit in that we had our guys go out. We always go out in the spring. But specifically, uh, early in the spring, we wanted to prospect everyone, get the evaluations out. And then when we went out in the spring, we were targeting specific guys, okay? And the objective was to target these guys to see if they fit what we're doing here, but also to get them here in the summer, okay? When you come on your official visit, most times, okay, it's this time of the year. It's late in the fall, and then it's in the winter. So what we wanted to do is push some of that Okay, backwards so that we can get them in here in the summer. They can see the place, they can see what we offer. And of course, who doesn't want to be in Bozeman in the summer, right? Okay, it's a beautiful place. So we wanted to showcase um, all of the assets that are here in Bozeman. And Coach Chose always says, everything starts up front. So to start this class out, to introduce, start in introducing this class, I would like to start with defensive lineman, Sebastian Valdez. He's from the exact same high school as Blake Schmidt, uh, Monta Vista High in the San Diego area, 6'3", around 243, 245. Um, this kid is extremely intelligent. We had him on campus early. We got him on campus for camp as well as for an unofficial visit. So Coach, Coach Howe was able to work with this young man. One thing that I took from the conversation with Coach Howe after camp was that this young man could retain information, but not only retain the information he was being coached, but also apply it 
and apply it quickly. So we love that about this kid. And with some of that coaching, this kid had eight sacks last year, leading his team, did a great job at Monta Vista High School. So that's Sebastian Valdez, Monta Vista High, really Spring Valley, California. Next young man, Max Lindsay. Max Lindsay was another young man who came here on, a, on an official visit late in the summer in July with both of his parents. Okay. One thing we absolutely love about this kid is that in three years, okay, from his sophomore year to his senior year, this kid was a ball hawk. And how do we know that? He registered 20 interceptions in three years. 20 interceptions, 20 turnovers in three years. If he does that, I can, our defense will definitely continue to have the success that they're having. 5'10", 175, great young man. Starting, continuing the back end. State champion, young man named Miles Jackson from Central Catholic High School. Won a state championship this year. And what we loved about this kid is that he's extremely versatile. You can see him on tape at kickoff return. You can see him on tape playing nickel. You can see him on tape playing corner. You can see him on tape playing safety. And not only can he play on those defensive positions and on special teams, but this kid also played on offense and ran the ball pretty well at running back and helped that team accomplish their goal and winning the state title. 5'11", 182 pounds, so it adds some good size to our secondary. Now we're going to move to the offensive side of the ball from Las Vegas. Faith Lutheran High School, 6'3", 222-pound, Peyton Thornton. This was another kid who came on campus in the summer. His, his mom actually went to school here, so he's a legacy. And what we loved about him is that, I mean, Coach Miller always talks about having guys on the perimeter that are frisbee-catching dogs. Frisbee-catching dogs. You throw the ball in the air, no matter where it is, they go and get the ball. At tight end, this kid showed that ability at camp and through the season. Okay. His coaches did a great job of schematically, and they put him to the boundary one-on-one -on -one and would match him up with corners. And what would he do? He would win. They would put him in a slot, match him up with safeties. What would he do? He would win. Linebackers, exact same thing. He registered 11 touchdowns, and he averaged 88.89.8 yards per game at tight end, guys, at tight end. And then we had, had him put his head in the dirt at camp, and he was a pretty good blocker too. So we're looking forward to having Peyton Thornton on campus. He's definitely going to add another aspect to our, our past game. Next young man, Aiden Garrigan. Magnolia High School down in the Houston area. The best way I can describe this kid is by quoting Coach Choke again. And this kid is very similar to Mitch Herbert. Okay? Really good catching radius, extremely intelligent kid, runs good routes, was all academic, all district academic in his senior year, 6'3. 187 pounds. Came to camp three years 
in a row. Three years in a row, this kid was at camp. So he showed, he showed us that he wanted to be a Bobcat early. And it's great to have Aiden a part of our family. Next young man, Charles, AKA Charlie Brown. <laughs> from Arlington High School, 5'11", 173 pounds. This is Jaden Smith's cousin. Jaden Smith, the red shirt freshman receiver we have from Kennedale High School, this is his cousin. And number speaks for itself with this kid, okay? He had 1,322 receiving yards. Registered 16 touchdowns. And think about this. Every time this young man touched the ball in the pass game, 22.8 yards. 22.8 yards per catch. So he can do some of the jet sweep. He can strike you downfield on a, on a fade route. He can catch a hitch and make a guy miss and take it to the house. He has the long speed that we want at that slot position. Last but not least, Jalen Renning, running back out of Central Valley Christian down in Visalia, California. 5'10", 187 pounds, got dinged up a little bit during the year, but this kid is a workaholic. That's one of the first things I noticed about him. This kid loves to work. He loves the weight room. He loves to work on his skill. His dad has been training him since he was a young kid. So he's used to that. He's tough, so he'll fit in here. He averaged 169 yards per game, and he scored 14 touchdowns. We're excited to have Jalen Rennie a part of our family. And not only because he's a really good football player, but because he actually performed, he performs in a classroom as well. So to introduce the Montana kids, the young men for the bloodline of the program, B.J. Robertson. All right, uh, yeah, just to kind of open my uh, part of the part of it, I uh, want to thank uh, Coach Choate and Coach McGee. It's so awesome to work with these guys and uh, be able to, you know, share their vision and it just trickles down and the excitement. And, and uh, when I get to the kind of the last guy on my list, um, you know, it's, it's such a team effort and uh, so many guys put so much into it. And uh, one of Coach's sayings is obviously five-star customer service but also that we win with people. And uh, that's what's so awesome is that, uh, you know, our staff, everybody, like Garrett and Cole, they don't get the credit. You know, Leon's in here, our athletic director, he makes time to come and meet with these kids. Um, that's what it's all about. And kind of, I guess I take a little different statistics. Obviously, they got statistics, otherwise we wouldn't be recruiting them. But uh, it starts with that, you know, hey, do they want to be here? Talking about Aiden being here for three years from Texas for camp. I mean, that, that's awesome, and, uh, and that's what it's all about is you win with people, and so uh, very excited about these guys, and uh, obviously the other thing is, is the high school coaches, uh, especially in Montana, helped me so much, uh, keeping me kind of up to date on what guys I should be looking at, 
um, because again, NCAA rules, you know, we only get out to watch one game. If we can get out to see the one game, there's so many restrictions on when we can see them. Uh, so the coaches help us a great deal in being able to get information on these kids' character, about their family, work ethic, uh, multiple sports. So I don't want to just only mention football coaches, but it's the other sport coaches that help us a tremendous amount as well. And then, uh, you know, family, like Coach said, hey, their parents helping support their decision, helping them get up here for camps. And uh, academics, you know, football, obviously his last family, academics and football in that order, and these guys take care of business. We want guys to win in everything they do. So there's just a few things. Um, Coach mentioned it. These guys, um, except for the last guy that I'll mention, all came to our camps in the summer, um, which is huge evaluation. And again, back to the high school coaches, helping us and parents, helping us get those guys up here is huge. And then uh, we'll get rolling on these guys. So Shaden King, talk about a guy um, that wanted to be a Bobcat. His parents are both Bobcats, uh, Mark and Lana. Um, Shaden uh, graduated actually last year from Big Timber. Um, so at the time, offensive line is such a developmental position and we're graduating some guys. So what worked out best was to ask him to gray shirt. And he's like, hey, whatever I can do to be a Bobcat. And so he sat out this semester. He'll be joining the team in January. Um, successful multi-sport uh, guy at Big Timber. Coach Moody uh, talked highly about him. And I already mentioned his parents. And so we're excited to have Shade and his sister played over at Western on the national championship team. So again, just kind of those little connections, athletic family. Um, but that was always his dream to be a Bobcat. And he was uh, willing to you know, hey, put that off till the semester, and now we got a roster spot for him. So very excited to talk about a weight room junkie. Um, him and his dad uh, opened it up. Also, Big Timber came to our camp his senior year, and Coach Moody couldn't make it because he had a different, uh, he doesn't work at the school, and Shaden was a guy who organized it and got his team here. I mean, you just can't say enough about that kind of kid. So excited that Shaden uh, gets his and will be here. Aaron Richards, another O-lineman. Um, from Butte Central, Coach Peoples, Don Peoples Jr. Uh, is the head coach there. And again, uh, Toby and Cindy, they've, uh, they've gone the route with uh, some of their older uh, children going to a different school in the state, and uh, they wanted to get it right this time, so God bless Aaron. Uh, he was a, a huge recruiter also for me. Um, he was a guy that jumped in early, came to camp, him and Coach Armstrong hit it off. Again, a multi-sport guy, he's playing basketball right now. Has great track um, distance throws as well. Um, but a guy that, uh, hey, wanted to make his own path, came over, fell in love with the program, uh, hit it off with Coach Armstrong, and then said, hey, what can I do to help get other guys? And so him and uh, he kind of did a great job for us in Butte. So excited to have, uh, especially with Marcus Ferrier, we'll even get another maroon uh, in the fold. So excited to have him. Uh, moving on, another guy, as the coach talked about, it all starts up front. <laughs> Um, another guy, developmental guy on the offensive line, Connor Reitler um, from Skyview. Again, same thing, a guy that wanted to be a Bobcat. It's a dream come true for him. Um, really what kind of separated Connor was his junior year after football. Went out for wrestling. Uh, Coach Ben Solser uh, called me up on this kid. And he's like, hey, this guy's a monster. He's, he's really getting after and improving. Coach Wall, can't appreciate Coach Wall bringing his guys up to summer camp. Um, and so between those two guys said, hey, I know the football team at Skyview, right? We're making some strides, um, but just this kid's a guy that's a worker. He's showing up every day. Um, he's physical. He's got a nasty streak, kind of like another Billings old lineman, Mitch Brott, that we got. And so really excited about Connor uh, to come up and join the family. Uh, his parents, um, yeah, Bill and Holly there, 
awesome people. And so, again, it's been something that he's wanted to do his whole life to be a Bobcat. Trey Yates, again, <laughs> another family connection there. Uh, needs no introduction to Yates' name, but Trey, uh, same thing. Heavyweight wrestler right now is uh, one in the state in uh, the heavyweight, uh, all classes. A um, couple first meets in Glasgow, and then uh, prior to that in uh, Sydney. Um, he's done really well. Uh, he's won both meets um, going against, like I said, not only guys from in-state but out-of-state. Just a, a very talented kid, a guy who grew up watching his brother. Uh, wants to one-up his brother on the championship uh, ring count, so excited he wants to take it to that next level. Obviously, his brother left it better than he found it, and now his goal is to even take that the next step. So uh, he's coached by his dad, Stacy. Uh, his mom, Kim's awesome. Um, just great people that have been here and, and uh, excited to have um, Trey taking the uh, Yates name into the, to the uh, next four years for five years. Tommy Campbell, Columbus, Montana kid. Uh, same thing. Uh, Coach Hoagie uh, talked to me about him his junior year. Um, and same thing. Last year, really kind of came on the scene and track. Um, had great 100 times. Um, again, multi-sport guy, three-sport guy. Um, so did a great job. Um, getting his name out there through track, came to our summer camp kind of late, um, came to our last camp, but again, sometimes you save the best for last, great size, 6'4 um, kid, like I said, uh, his track times really jumped out of us, did a great job at camp, um, can't say enough about, about uh, Tommy, I'm excited for him, his mom, uh, Christy, she said, go cats today, Tony, his dad is, uh, when you see Tony, you, you'll see why he looks skinny now, but uh, he's, he's going to fill out and have a great career here. Uh, another one, Connor Ryan, uh, the Ryan name at uh, Montana State. Uh, his dad's side, so you guys are familiar with that. Billings West, uh, Coach Stanton, they had another heck of a run. Obviously, they won a state championship his junior year. Um, Connor, again, another guy that had uh, did all three sports. He's not doing basketball this year, but getting ready for track. Same thing, had some of the best track times in the state, 100. Came here, showed uh, versatility, not only as a safety is where we see him, but um, has great hands as a receiver. So just what Coach McGee talked about, those ball hawks in the back end, uh, the defense. Uh, so very excited about um, Connor. His mom, Chris, is also Bobcats, so both parents are Bobcats. So really excited to have Connor and uh, have that speed factor again on the defense. And then the last guy, kind of the guy I mentioned a little bit, um, Bryce. So Bryce didn't come to our camps. Um, again, we have a specialist camp, but the week we had ours, which I got to do a better job of pushing that back. But he was out in uh, Wisconsin at the Coles camp, which they had over 600 kickers uh, at that camp. And he won the punting competition there, which earned him a uh, invite uh, to the Under Armour All-American Bowl. So very excited for Bryce. Um, just a competitor, not only on the field, but in the classroom. So same thing, uh, Coach Eagle uh, at Camas, they won a state championship. Another kid coach we'll talk about later, a teammate of his is also joining us. But really, Daenerys um, went out and recruited out there, got to know Bryce, um, and he came out, him and his dad, and uh, it was just one of those connections. It was before the Coles camp, but uh, you know, it was one of those deals where you know, we sat down, visited, we went, walked around campus, and you just kind of felt a connection. And, and uh, so we made him an offer. Little did we know he'd go on to win the, <laughs> the goals kicking, um, and he did. And so all of a sudden, he started really blowing up. 
but it was one of those deals like, hey, you guys were here first, I'm all about that. Really felt the connection to Montana State. Um, his parents are both teachers. He's super great people down to earth. Um, and same thing, they, you know, they, they believe you win with people and, and it, he's got uh, crazy academics. So Montana State the engineering program was a great fit there. Um, so just really excited to have Bryce and, and Ryan and Lori joining the Bobcat football family. But can't say enough about this kid sticking with us. Um, like I said, a lot of people were knocking on his door and, and uh, he stayed true to us. So um, excited to have Bryce. And so congrats to him and Coach Eagle at Camas for a state championship this year. So keep moving and let Coach uh, Choke hit next. All right. Okay, so uh, Brody Greeby, a young man from Melstone, Montana, who uh, we recruited hard. We, uh, we had him at a bunch of camps and got to know this kid really, really well through the recruiting process. There was a long period of time. His dad was his high school basketball coach, and he was, uh, I think, our basketball coaches at the time. We were looking seriously at this young man, and he had a lot of opportunities basketball-wise. And I think what Brody really had to do was figure out, do I love football and do I want to play it at the next level? And, uh, and am I good enough right now to do that? And so he had, a, like I said, a lot of basketball opportunities. I think he made a good choice. He ended up uh, examining and taking an opportunity to do a post-grad year. And so he went to a prep school, uh, Choate Rosemary Hall, which is the same prep school that John F. Kennedy attended. Uh, no relation, although he did play for Choate last year. and He's going to play for Choate for the next four twos, so that's a good thing. But uh, Brody, just uh, a guy that, to BJ's credit, We'd offered him a partial scholarship, and he's like, you know, I think I want to see if I can get a little something more. And he did have some, some very serious interest towards the end of this last year. I really came on the last half of his prep school season. And we watched, I think, his first half, and I'm like, you know, this kind of looks pretty similar to what he did in high school. And I just kept going, let's watch him again, let's watch him again. Because I really love this kid. I mean, this guy's what Montana State is all about. High academic kid, got a little cowboy in him, tough kid, blue collar. And, uh, and so I went back and watched the last half of, his, of this last year for his prep school film, and there was no doubt. This guy was, uh, this guy was a full scholarship kid for us, and so we engaged with him. Quick, funny story. So at the American Football Coaches Association convention was in San Antonio last year, and it was about 6.45 in the morning, and they had some problems with the registration. So there's this ridiculously long line of coaches drinking coffee trying to register so they can go into the, kind of the, the place where they have the speakers and all this stuff. And I'm standing in line in front of me, and this guy, turns around and says something, somebody's got a sweatshirt on that says choke football. And I kind of chuckled to myself. And I, I, so a few minutes later, I tapped his shoulder and I give him my business card. And he goes, no way, no way. <laughs> what well, ends up being the same guy that we were dealing with down the stretch with Brody in terms of, hey, the high school coach or the prep school coach that was kind of brokering some deals and, hey, this is what he's got going on here. This, he had Ivy League opportunities and even a Big 12 school that had come in on him or Big 10 school rather. So it was kind of fun, but he's in the right place. And he's going to be happy to come back home, and he's going to be a great fit for us. I think he's going to do a ton of things for us. I think he's going to play, obviously, so we haven't kind of penciled in as buck linebacker, outside linebacker, but you'll see him doing some of the things that Travis Johnson did, uh, that Troy did as kind of a wildcat quarterback, and so we will use his talents in a variety of ways. Okay, Naquan Parker from America River Junior College, Sacramento, California native. Naquan has got a really interesting kid. When I first turned his film on, um, I watched him, and then I went back and talked to Coach Frazier, and I said, okay, here's what I like about him. And, you know, really, really good block. You know, like, how many times you turn on a white receiver's film, and you think, man, this guy's a great blocker. He really attacks it, which is bigly to us. It's important to us in terms of our run game. And I talked about his ball skills, polished route running, and he goes, you know, he's only played 
two years of football. He didn't play high school football. He was primarily a basketball player in high school. And for him in a short period of time to show that much promise, his older brother played at Fresno State. I think this guy's got a tremendous top end, big ceiling. And with two of our veteran guys walking out of the program here, hopefully in a couple more weeks, uh, it's great to have Naquan involved. And he's going to be a good addition. He'll be here mid-year just like Rudy. Um, Matt McKay. So kind of an interesting story again. You know, before Coach, uh, Coach McGee left North Carolina State, they were recruiting this young man. So there was a little bit of connectivity there. Uh, Eli Drinkowitz, who had been the offensive coordinator at North Carolina State, was a former Boise guy as well. Matt had worked for him at Boise, and Daenerys worked with him at North Carolina State. He took the job at, at Appalachian State, and now he's the head coach at Missouri. And uh, this was his guy. This was his guy. He ended up starting a bunch of games and being the primary quarterback at North Carolina State. There was a coaching change on the offensive side with Eli going to Appalachian State. New offensive coordinator comes in. He wins the job in camp. They feel like they got to go a different direction. He's only got two years left. He knows that he can't transfer across because he's going to have to sit. So he starts to look at maybe a good fit for him at an FCS program where he can go have an impact. And, uh, and through, through the connections that Daenerys had, uh, he ended up here at Montana State. This is the thing that I'll tell you. This is what I remember about him. Okay, First time I talked to him on the phone, I said, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your story. And he proceeded to tell me about his three brothers, his mom and his dad. All he did was talk about his family for the first five to seven minutes that we talked. That might be a first for me with a quarterback. Now, I was just so impressed by that, that this guy had his priorities straight, and he's a humble young man. I can tell you right now, he's not going to come in here and announce his presence. He's just going to work hard, be a good teammate, and the opportunities that come to him will come because of his humility and his, and his work ethic. And so um, I think he's going to be an awesome fit, not just here at Montana State in our football program, but in our community. Rush Reamer, another paper maker out of Camas High School. So he's a teammate of our, of our uh, you know, number one in the country punter that uh, BJ got to come to Montana State. And uh, this guy's big offensive lineman, committed early to us. Um, and uh, again, a guy who got some sway here and there from some, some different folks, stayed the course and was true to his commitment to us. Great family, going to be really involved in our campus community. Uh, another high academic kid, and he's going to be a guy that, you know, you can see how many different guys we're bringing in on the offensive line. Even last year, we had five guys that we brought in. So it starts up front. This is a developmental position. Some guys are going to play earlier than others, and uh, this guy might be one of them. But he's a tough, physical, loves to run block, will embrace the pass blocking game. He's a good athlete. Aiden Parks, kid from down, down in Northern California. And uh, now I love this kid as a person. You notice I'm not talking about a bunch of stats up here, right? As a head coach, this is what's important to me, this type of human being they are. Um, I just think this guy, talk about versatile player, obviously. He's a tremendously versatile player. I think he can play. Reminds me a little bit, and I hate to put you know, anybody in this mold, but a little bit of Mac Big now in terms of his size skill, skill set. And uh, very, like, can play in the box as a linebacker, can play on the edge, play some tailback, has, can probably play some down safety, can do a lot of different things. Dad was a uh, played at Stanford, played in the NFL. Awesome family. They love it up here. Again, a guy who I think could have probably done some other things and had some other options. Down to home immediately here. I love talking to this kid on the phone. He's just got a really good way about him, and I just can't wait to get him up here. I mean, I, I, you know, just looking at him kind of puts a smile on my face. He's that kind of kid, the kind of guy that you want to coach, you want to be around. He's a winner and he's a competitor. Danny Uliakeka. I hope I got that right, Danny. And so uh, we'll probably all know how to pronounce this guy's name by the time he's done here, trust me. And so uh, this guy was the SPSL Defensive Player of the Year. 
uh, in the greater Seattle area from Puyallup High School. Another guy, I mean, his dad, now his dad's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, so, you know, you don't want to mess with dad. Now, trust me on that, but I think the apple didn't fall far from the tree because you watch this guy play. He plays with an edge. He is physical. He is intense. And uh, he's going he's gonna to be a force in this, in this conference and, and in this program for, for a few more years down the line. So, again, another guy, just great spirit, great energy, the kind of guy you want to coach, for sure the right cat. And I uh, can't wait to turn him loose on this league. He was a big gift for us. Coach Daly did a great job developing a strong relationship with this young man. Jake D'Agostino, little legacy guy here from Bozeman High. Coach Weshey, another state champion. Here's the reason I wanted Jake in this program. Okay? I watched my son go through there, and they may have had more talent at Bozeman High over the last three years than anybody in the state. Right? This year, Mikado Riley, who we'll talk about here in a minute, who's probably the preseason Double-A MVP goes down, okay? This guy leads them to a state championship. And so there's a lot of reasons why, but I know this. If the quarterback is, is if you don't have the quarterback that's going to be the leader, you're not winning that state championship. And I wanted Jake here because I knew the kind of kid he was. And whether he ends up playing quarterback for us or, like McCade's brother, moving to another position and being a starter for us, he's going to be a great Bobcat. So tremendous leader, highly intelligent, had a passion to be here. Can't wait to see how he continues to develop in our program. And then we just talked about McKay. Again, unfortunate for him, had an injury that prevented him from participating in senior year. He's back healthy now. If they were playing as long as we are, he'd still probably still be out there doing his thing. But, uh, you know, he's got his brother here, and I think that was important to him. And those guys are, you know, looks up to, to Callahan. And, uh, you know, Callahan has quietly become, he was our leading tackler this year. Quietly become a guy that not, not a lot of people talk about, but is very much the guy that's going to take over the mantle from Josh and be the glue of our defense. And so I think you, you look at McCade come in, and McCade's uh, not quite as tall as Callahan, a little thicker. They're both really good weight room guys. Uh, Keith and Debbie have done a great job of raising these kids, and I can't wait to put another O'Reilly out on the field for the Bobcats. So it should be a lot of fun. And then uh, last but not least, you know, I talk about character. Every single time, you know, everybody kind of knows who's committed and all that kind of stuff nowadays. This wasn't a big surprise. But every single time somebody would send me a, an email or a text message, you know, sometimes you cringe as the head coach, you know, and you see a, you know, a, a subject line and you're like, what is this about, you know? And I can't tell you how many I got on this guy. And not for what he was doing on the football field. Hey, Tommy Malott was volunteering at you know, Montana Special Olympics, the week that he's getting ready to play in the state championship game, they're doing a breakfast, and this guy's there spending extra time with special needs kids, uh, heavily involved in the Butte community, wants to be a physician. This guy, trust me, if you, you know, a few years from now, if you need a, you need a primary care physician, I'd probably look this guy up. He'll do a good job for you. Uh, it, it's, yeah, I, it, it's hard to find enough words to describe the kind of character this guy has. His numbers speak for themselves. Okay, his numbers speak for themselves. What he did for that program under Ari Gray's leadership. I mean, Ari's a former Bobcat that just couldn't say enough good things about this guy, but um, he's a winner. He's one of the smartest guys in that school. He's one of the toughest guys in that school. He's one of the best athletes in that school, and he's going to be the same thing here at Montana State. And he's the type of young man that pushes your program forward, not because of what they do between the white lines, but because they have the big picture in mind. And so I can't say enough again about uh, our excitement to have Tommy involved in the program. And uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a nice little run. Always good to get another view guy. And so, with that being said, I'm happy to answer any questions and uh, get this thing done. You mentioned the um, cherry on top. Was that was that Brody? 
Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I mean, get a Montana kid that, like I said, you know, we'll get some arms and legs from other places, but, uh, you know, you got to have your heart and soul come from Montana. Um, you know, he was the, I think he was the 406 Sports Male Athlete of the Year a year ago, for crying out loud. I mean, not to plug those guys, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think he was a guy that everybody knew the type of athletic talent this young man had. And he really spent most of his time rodeoing and playing basketball growing up. And so for him to develop as a football player, he needed to go play more football. And now that we've seen that, number one, for him to know, that's what I want to do. And number two, for us to go, yeah, you can do it. And, uh, you know, you love it when a plan comes together. We took a little time. Well, here this guy's got a post-grad year. he got to play more football, and he's still got five years to play four here at Montana State. You mentioned how talented Bozeman High is as a program. Just how important is it to you to get those kids here at MSU? We have a ton of, we have a ton of Hawks on our roster. Uh, it's, when they're on, in your own backyard, I mean, you, you get a chance to really get to know these kids. And because they're at our camps a lot, they come to a lot of our games. Um, you know, Coach Armstrong and I have kids in the high school, so, you know, even though it's a big school, it's a small little fish pond they live in, and so uh, you, you get to you kind of know who they are as people, and uh, you realize in a hurry, like, that's the type of guy, you know, I want in our program. And so that's, uh, we get to probably know them a little bit better than we do a lot of other kids, just because of the proximity and the connection between the two programs. Going back to Brody, uh, you mentioned his athleticism, the fact that he can potentially play multiple positions like Troy or Travis. What about Brody reminds you of a guy like Troy or Travis? We're not going to start Troy comparisons with Brody yet. I don't think that's fair to him. <laughs> um, I just think that, you know, I mean, you look at his numbers athletically. He's a, he's a really good track athlete. He's explosive, triple jumper, um, smart. Look at his test scores. Uh, so I think there's, those are kind of where the comparisons start for me. It's just a, you look at an overall athlete. I think, I mean, quite honestly, if you're a, if you're a really talented athlete, and you want to look for a place to go play college football where they're going to use all your skill sets, why wouldn't you come to Montana State? We don't put kids in boxes here. We play wide receivers, covering kickoffs. We play them at quarterback. We play you know, quarterbacks at different positions. We play linebackers at quarterback. We play linebackers at running back. If you can play, we're going to find a place for you to play. And so I think that that's one of the things that is attractive to young recruits about this program right now, Brody being one of them, that he knows, hey, I can still get a chance to touch the ball. They're going to let me do what I love to do on defense. And so I think that's, uh, um, I think that's kind of the direction you got to go a little bit nowadays. And uh, it's helped us to win games, a, a lot of games over the last two years, because of our willingness to think outside the box and use the individual talents and skills of these young men. With uh, Matthew McKay and Tommy Malott, just kind of how do you break down the quarterback position? You know, kind of going we'll worry about that when they get here. I mean, right now we got one quarterback, Tucker Rovig, and we got a backup in Casey Bauman, and we use Travis a little bit there, and we use you know whoever's got to help us win games. I mean, right now we're finishing this thing out, and um, it's going to be a good competition. I can tell you that it's going to be a really good competition. But that's our job is to make sure there's competition at that position and every position on our field. One of the things I always tell our guys is that you know we have a job to do, and that's to go out and bring the best young men that we can that fit our program in here. And what I'm concerned about now more as a head coach. I think there's a lot of talented players out there, but what I've learned is the most important thing is how they fit in that locker room. You know, we got to have low ego guys that are high output, smart, care about being Montana State Bobcats, and I think that's what we've brought in in this class. And so that'll just enhance our our program. And so, however that ends up playing out, you know, we'll see down the road. Quarterback is such a fluid position in college right now. How do you continue to inspire the competition while still in, inspiring some development from such a large group as well? You know, we, I think we do a great job of that, and here's one of the reasons why. 
know, for example, in fall camp, we two spot everything. We got two fields going. So if you come to Montana State, you're not going to be, and you're the third string quarterback, you're the starter on field two. So meaning that you're getting one reps. Um, and I don't know very many places that do that. And uh, um, I know Oklahoma did that when Stoops was there. I know Saban does that some in the spring. Um, but we never did that at Washington. We never did that at Florida. We never did that at Washington State. I mean, our kids get a lot of reps. And so I think that's, you know, you get better at, play, at football by playing football. And so even though we may be limited sometimes in the spring just because of weather things, uh, we, we really try to maximize the number of reps these guys get. And their body of work pushes them forward. And we can kind of mix and match. So if kids having a great day on field two with the fours and threes and fours, we can go get him up here. Let's see what he's got. And I think that's how we've been able to find out guys that can, whether they're the starting quarterback or they've got a role in the offense, that's where we found those guys. And that's how I think Matt's done a great job in our offensive staff of plugging those guys in. Jeff, how has the steady improvement in the program over the past few years leading to where you are now impacted recruiting? That certainly can't hurt. Um, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of begging and pleading maybe those first few years. Trust us, we're going to get there, you know, and now that uh, you know, we kind of put our money where our mouth is and uh, people recognize not only the job that we're doing on the football field, but I think, I think people really respect the job that our coaches do in terms of recruiting and developing young men of character. Uh, that's one of our first priorities in this program. And I think that if you ask our players, who need to be your best recruiters, by the way, uh, in today's day and age, they don't have to take my word for it. They can you know, become, you know, get on Instagram or or Twitter or whatever, and they can DM these kids and have a conversation and really find out, well, hey, what's it really like playing for Coach Cho? You know, what's Coach McGee really like? You know, and uh, if your players are bought in and drinking the Kool-Aid and believe that they're better for being here, that's your best recruiting job. And I think what we've done is we've prioritized our players here at Montana State. You know, student athlete welfare is our number one thing. I mean, if you look at our vision, and every one of our coaches has this in there, the number one thing says, take care of your people and add value to their life. That's the number one thing. And I think we've done a really good job of that. And that's what's propelled our recruiting forward is our players within the program. It's made it easier for us because we've had our priorities in line in terms of taking care of the kids in the program. When you talk about that uh, culture fit, just kind of how do you go about evaluating that? Ask a lot of questions, get them around our guys. Uh, don't just take the coach's word for it. Um, you know, the, the high school football coach, if he's got a really good player, obviously he loves that kid, which I know I was, as a former high school coach myself, I mean, if you were to ask me about the best guy on my player on my team, I would have done anything for that young man. But that doesn't mean they're the right fit for us. And so you've got to continue to do your homework. Find out, you know, are they unselfish? Are they going to be willing to be a part of a team? Um, you know, talk to the janitor, not just the head football coach. Talk to the assistant principal who's in charge of discipline at the school. Um, really dig in with the family. You find out a lot about these kids, about the white deal and spending time with their family. The kids that came up here, their parents paid their own the way for them to come up here, and you get to sit and you get to spend time with those families. That says a lot about who they are. And we have a, we have an expression. We say you got to listen to recruits because they'll tell you who they are. But you got to listen. Don't get blinded by the tape. Don't get blinded by the height and weight. You got to really pay attention to to, to uh, what they're telling you and how they're interacting with you because they'll tell you who they are. Your third recruiting cycle now, I think three different recruiting coordinators. Can you speak to the job Denarius did as well as the differences that now in your in your third cycle? Well, I think we've done a I think we've got a, a, a product now. You know, it's not just and a system that we've that we've developed and refined over the last several years. But the one thing that you can't you can't put a price tag on and you can't you can't really quantify it is Denarius's energy and his passion for Montana State. 
and that comes across unbelievably clear to uh, the recruits, to the parents. Um, this guy, I mean, we were talking about, you know, we gotta get better work-life balance. Well, it's mostly Daenerys' fault because he's got so many kids coming in in July, you know, we gotta figure that out. But to his credit, he's like, I'll be there, I'll take care of it. And BJ the same way. And we talk about, you know, five-star customer service. I'll tell you right now, none of those kids leave this campus feeling like they got shortchanged. Um, you know, whether it's you know, calling up an academic advisor and having a cup of coffee with them over at the Jabs building or making sure that they know where the good spots to eat in town are, showing them a first-class uh, you know, experience when they get on, on campus here. And again, when you've got a young man who, as he will tell you, the opportunity that Montana State afforded him has changed his life, he, he sells it and the passion is clear. And so I think he's just done an amazing job of, of bringing his true self not trying to be a car salesman, just bringing his true self to this, and it's authentic and people feel it. And, uh, and just, you know, that, like I said, that energy is, is, is contagious. You mentioned the investment in offensive and defensive lines. Just how do you go about evaluating that position when you're trying to find your Yeah, guys? well, one of the things you better do is have a lot of them. Uh, you know, that it's a hard position to evaluate in high school. I think corners like DBs and line of scrimmage players are oftentimes very challenging to evaluate. Now, you can see... You know, Dante Fowler Jr. was not hard to see on film. I mean, you, you know, you got a number one draft pick like Danny Shelton. That, one, that guy wasn't hard to find on film. But, you know, the guys that we're going to get at the big sky level, you know, you're looking for some measurable things that you, you kind of need uh, because you can't put a 190-pound guy out there at nose. But uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can. It just, you know, that might be outside the box. We might try that. Um, but uh, so there are some – and there's only so many human beings that fit some of these measurable categories, right? And so you've got to kind of uh, bring a lot of them in, and then here's the most important thing. You've got to plan to develop them. And that's where I think we're separating ourselves with our line of scrimmage players. The investment, again, that we're making in these young men, you know, having the only registered dietitian in the Big Sky Conference, taking, making conscious choices about our budget and shoving more money into food for our kids um, and to the weight room so that we can develop them having really good strength and conditioning coaches, having coach, young coaches that are gonna develop these young men, not only physically, but mentor them to become better people. They stick around, they're gonna develop. And I think that's, so we gotta get, we gotta get these body types, but they gotta be the right person that wants to work too. And be open to you know, being coached. On the same note of evaluation, what's the most projectable skill that you see from, a high school, from the high school level to college? What's the most projectable skill that you look for? I'd probably say two things, length and speed. You know, and, 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 I, and those aren't necessarily skills, but uh, um, those, are, those are traits that you're looking for. You know, length is gonna translate and speed's gonna translate, regardless of what you're doing schematically. And so then you could also say, hey, size or mass could be one of those two that you're looking for at the line of scrimmage. Now the intangibles are really what separates most kids. So those are the things that you can't always measure, like work ethic, personal drive, passion for the game, what kind of teammate they are. Those are the things that I think uh, Unfortunately, you can't always put a measure in, uh, you know, put a, a, a rule or two, but they're, they're they're probably more important than the other stuff. Do you think Trey Yates can can become that three hundred pounder that his his brother was? No, I, I I don't think that. Actually, I'll tell you this. I think that Tucker probably played his best football around two eighty. I think when he got up above 290, 300, um, he didn't quite have the same twitch. Uh, he was a great player, but I you know you don't want to compare. It's not fair to Trey to compare him to Tucker. You know, he's a little bit different body type, but I know this, Stacy made sure those boys were all the same tough, and so uh, that'll be fine. He'll be fine there. 
I was intrigued by what Daenerys said about the approach to recruit, like getting guys here in the summer. Is that something you guys have done and known from the get-go, or have you learned over some time here that this community has some unique aspects to it that might be valuable? Well, it's always been an objective, but the recruiting timeline has accelerated. You look at this, I don't know how many we signed in the first December signing period, but it wasn't 23. And so you can see more and more young men are deciding, hey, let's get this out of the way, sign in the first signing period, and not wait until February. And so with that timeline being moved up, then it's logical that these kids are gonna to wanna to get on campus and see the place before they make a decision. A lot of young men are now choosing to make their college choice prior to their senior year. So they kind of get that out of the way, they put it on the shelf, they can just focus on that senior year, really enjoying that and not being bugged by guys like us all the time on phone calls and direct messages and text messages and all that kind of stuff. And so that accelerating that recruiting timeline and I think the parents are now starting to get educated so they realize, hey, we need to get out to see these campuses. And it's, it's kind of a cool deal because a lot of times it's kind of a campus that's probably one of the better times for those families. You know, because hey, we're gonna you know, hop in a car and we're gonna go see this school, this school, this school, so they kind of make a big circle and uh, they get a chance to see it all at once, compare it, and, uh, and then really, I think, make a good choice. And so even though, yeah, I don't know what, how many would have, four or five, well, probably six guys that have actually been on an official visit within this class, right? Yeah. I mean, we signed most of these young men without doing an official visit because we were busy. And, uh, and you know, we didn't get into everybody's home, but there was that connection because they've been here, some of them many times, multiple times, coming out, seeing a game day atmosphere, being here for an unofficial visit in June or July. And so I think that parents are getting more educated about, hey, if my son wants to play college football, this is something I probably need to do. When you look ahead to the February signing period, is there anything you might be focusing on? Yeah, that's a good question. I think prioritizing for us is going to be the same as everybody else in the country, defensive line and DB. You know, we lose a lot of D linemen, we lose a lot of defensive backs. And so those are the two primary, like, you know, we're always recruiting every position because you never know when you're going to find that diamond in the rough or something's going to fall in your lap that you just can't say no to. But right now, those are the two positions that we need to focus on the most to kind of restock the cupboard a little bit. We feel good about the kids that are in our program, but we got to keep those pipelines going. You talked so much about uh, attending camp and getting families up here. Do you believe in, in the philosophy that if you can play football, you'll be found still? Do you think that that still exists in 2020? Probably more so than ever. Um, because <laughs> this thing called huddle in the internet, you know? So uh, it used to be you'd have to, you know, you might get a, a call or, a, or a t an email from a high school coach going, you got to check this kid out. I mean, I can remember, and this isn't that long ago, but I'll give you an example that'll resonate with Montana folk. So I played for Mick Dennehy at Western Montana. I worked for him at Utah State University. And I can remember when I was at Boise one time, he calls me and he says, there is this freshman kid at Helena Capital High School that's playing quarterback and running back and wide receiver and DB in the state championship game, and I've never seen anything like it. You guys need to get on this guy. Well, he was right. That was Matt Miller. And so that was the old way, right? Where you had this connection to somebody and you trusted their opinion enough to go, yeah, well, we'll take a look. Well, and that, and that still happens to a certain degree, but by and large now it's, you know, you've got all this video evidence that you can kind of go do your own homework and shoot and, and decide whether that's a guy or not. And, and occasionally you do get these guys that come out of nowhere. And so um, you, still gotta, you still gotta do your due diligence for sure. How do you think you're able to manage the events of today within the structure of game week? I don't know, we got a staff meeting in 10 minutes. So um, I hope that we've done a good job of celebrating these young men. And that was part of the objective. They deserve an opportunity to take a bow. And so regardless of what we had going on today, that was, uh, that was really important.
um, because they get, this is their day. And uh, it's, it's important for us to recognize that and celebrate them and their families' accomplishments. Um, but, you know, clearly we had practice this morning and we're going to have meetings here in a little bit. And, um, we'll come back down to earth and focus on what we've got to focus on. But it, it's, it's an interesting juggling um, to, to juggle both these things because I, I had no experience doing that. You know, even at the Power Five level, we were bowl prep was a little bit different. Um, but I can remember being in some staff meetings in, you know, Phoenix or Vegas or somewhere for a bowl game, and you're hammered down on the phone calls, making sure these guys are good before it goes dead, and nobody's sneaking in around you and all that kind of stuff. So um, not completely foreign to me.